0: There's murder and intrigue, but the kids of Riverdale are gonna be just fine, just fine, just, just fine. There's Jughead and Betty, and the dad's a serial killer serving some jail time, jail time, jail, jail time. We got milkshakes a Pops. And mimosas at Veronica's Yeah, the kids of Riverdale Are gonna solve some crying. Some crying, some, some crying Cause the kids of Riverdale Are gonna still be fine Maybe damaged, damn, damn, damn well, Sit right down, you're gonna have a real good time With, with Team Cheryl Who's Archie? I forget how Andrew starts these things. This is Milkshakes <laughs> and Mimosas. This is Thor here, joined by Tori. Hello, hello. And you will note there is a definite lack of Andrew on this episode. Uh, Andrew's work schedule changed, so he wasn't able to be on here, and uh, I spent the last month watching episodes of Supernatural, so I was <laughs> sure as shit going to record this thing anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Supernatural waits for no man.
0: yeah. <laughs> So the... I'm
1: really impressed. So you actually watched all the episodes.
0: Yeah, I recommended. You, re- you recommended, I forget, what, like six or seven?
1: Yeah, you definitely asked me for three or four, and I definitely like doubled that. <laughs> 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 because it's like, you know, it's been going for like, I mean, we're going into the 15th and final season. Like, how am I supposed to, how, how do you narrow all of that goodness down?
0: I mean, I definitely need to watch more of the Trickster. That's that much I gathered. from Yeah, I think
1: this. I basically only gave you episodes that had to do with him because his episodes <laughs> are some of the most fun. I definitely, yeah. In thinking back, I gave you a lot of really fun episodes, but I didn't give you like, well, you maybe gave- the most necessary for the
0: plot no you gave me two world building episodes and I proceeded to watch one of them and was kind of like eh. so I never watched what was the one Say, let me look in here um so season uh 5 episode 22 that was the only one you recommended that I didn't watch because I watched season one episode 22 and was sort of like uh ah, when this when this show's on all serious and trying to like stay on the rails it it wasn't really my thing. I probably would have found it interesting if I'd watched, like, the whole buildup into it. But... I also
1: think it's hard because it, you can't really just – the first season was a very different beast from where the show goes. Like, I kind of gave you that one just because I felt like it would be irresponsible. It to, If you're going to represent the show, you kind of have to show something from how it started. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, even in terms of world building, I would if I if I realize you're going to pick one or the other, I would have told you to go for the season five one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Although this one did have Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who is one of my very favorite humans. So that was exciting.
1: Yes. Yeah. He's great in it. And they they brought him back in the last season um as well, Uh despite the fact that he is I'm assuming we're. Doing spoilers, oh, right? Me.
0: Yeah, yeah, full spoilers. This will be um, th- basically. Tori is an expert on supernatural. I know nothing about supernatural, so we have her on tonight to educate me.
1: <laughs> I am not an expert, but I have watched a lot of it and all of it. But well. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot. Like I feel bad because there are those people who have those those memories where they they'll you know they can recall everything. They're sort of like the you know the the wiki page for everything. You know, yes. I'm not that person. I'm like, there's 14 seasons existing of this show. Everything gets mixed up in my brain. But I generally, like, I know the larger themes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Jeffrey Dean Morgan, as their dad, is dead. But then he sort of, like, came back last season. And then they had to agree to let him die again. People, <laughs> So everyone on the show dies and comes back and dies and comes back. and then may or may not stay dead. But it usually they go through, like, a couple of deaths before they decide whether or not it's, like, going (laughs) to stick this time. And even then you know, like, in four more seasons, that could change.
0: (laughs) So they (laughs) they basically kill them off, and then they gauge the fan reaction and uh, bring them back if necessary.
1: Right. But the best part is, uh, so they brought back for a couple-season arc uh, the Winchester brothers, so their mother. So the whole thing is their dad raises them because like their tragic backstory is that their mom died when Sam was a baby. And it, that's kind of what kicks all this off. Like a demon killed her and whatever. Oh my God. Uh, but-
0: I saw that in the fanfiction episode where they do the play about them.
1: Right. Exactly. So the mom, so the mom is the one character who has within the show never been alive and they had traveled to the past and seen her. There had been all this stuff, but like technically in the present, she, she had always been dead. And then God's sister <laughs> as a present <laughs> to the Winchesters brought her back to life for no reason. <laughs> and so suddenly they're like long, they're like 30 years dead mother is alive in the world and trying to adjust to the fact that she now has a very grumpy adult sons.
0: And she's still the age she was when she died?
1: Well, yes and no. They kind of, it's a little wishy washy. It's the same actress. But okay. also, when she shot that scene where she died, it was 15 years ago.
0: <laughs> 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 <I mean? laughs> oh my god, this is, this gets so confusing so fast. I mean, yeah, the show's been running for a really long
1: time. <laughs> you know, it would be like killing off Sam Winchester in the first season and then bringing him back to life now. It's like, no, he's not going to look exactly the same.
0: <laughs>
1: so uh, anyway, I love this show. <laughs> yeah, so she's been on. Uh, she's dead again.
0: So I just want to point out, you know, you say this show's been on for 15 seasons, but I, I just, this, the first episode of the show aired September 13th, 2005. I was just starting my sophomore year of fucking uh college. Yeah. Yep. It would, <laughs> yeah. it would be like if I was still at college 15 years later, the, these, these actors are still doing this fucking show
1: but they also acknowledge that they've aged. Like it's that's kind of what's one one of the things that the show captures really well is over the seasons it it sort of grew into its own charms and also realized that like it doesn't have to it kind of acknowledges that like they're going to retread the same things. Like these are two people who ultimately don't really learn lessons. <laughs> 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 like the show, that, so there are like a set of principles that Supernatural has, I don't think were necessarily baked into it from the start, but w- the show kind of quickly realized was, uh, part of its success and then never let go
0: of. Oh, okay. So, so, so what are those?
1: So what you've got is, so the two brothers are basically the only lasting relationship that either of them can maintain. Um, and there are other people who come in and out very regularly in the show. cast. certainly, uh, the, angel Castiel, you could argue is another sort of family member or Bobby, who's dead and has come back to life and dead and whatever. Uh, yeah, I like they, the
0: episode where Castiel was injured and discovered Netflix.
1: Mm-hmm. So there, there are characters who become important to the guys, but like at the end of the day, this is a movie about, this is a show about these two brothers. So, they, no matter what other relationships they have, they will always stay true to each other. However, they will also always withhold information and or outright lie to each other if they think it's in the other's interest. <laughs> Namely, if say, Dean is turning into a demon, or Sam is addicted to drinking demon blood, or really wait, any, wait. any-
0: Those were separate things? Yes. Cause I, I remember the part about Sam drinking the demon blood because the, uh, the guy who turns out to be God, uh, talks to him about it, about how he didn't include it in the books because he thought it would make him too unlikable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. And then about ten seasons later, Dean, um, picks up the, like, I don't know, knife of Cain or something. Like, so Cain this like Cain, the biblical Cain, Not becomes the wrestler. a wrestler. Right. And, and he, yeah, so there's a lot that happens and they keep secrets from each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. So they will always, but they will also always sacrifice, um, themselves. It's supposed to be for the world, but it's mostly for each other. So they lie to each other, then sacrifice themselves for each other, which is how they constantly are dying. <laughs> um, they, and then like, Theoretically, the sacrifice. So they're sacr. They're usually taking each other's place, or you know, in some world-ending event. But in the the process, they will always like save the world. So they're you know basically stopping an apocalypse. Like I wouldn't. It's not every season, but it's most seasons. There was kind of like one big apocalypse that the first five seasons were building up to. And then the show was kind of supposed to end and, <laughs> we're doing it, and the show and everyone was like, Oh shit, we just ran out of our like story. We had like a five season arc plan and that was it. And then the show had to continue and they had to come up with a bunch of more apocalypses, which <laughs> is why the final season is all about God being evil.
0: <laughs> oh, that's really interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, it just, they keep uh. ramping it up.
0: So like each, each. And that also makes sense in terms of uh, when you sent me season six, episode 15, The French Mistake, the one where they end up in the real world as the, uh, I forget, uh, Jared Padalecki and uh, I My forget health, the... Yeah. Yeah. But um but that was that was just like the weirdest fucking thing I'd ever seen and I loved it so much and it makes sense that that was the season after so five seasons gets you enough episodes to be syndicated and this is the season after that where they think they'd get renewed and they're just like, "Well, <laughs> go for it, boys."
1: Yeah, I mean, they really it took them a couple seasons to kind of and and they it's not that the show cuz you would think it you just kind of have to look at it through different lenses. Like the first five seasons were very much. The first season is a little weird because I think the the original showrunner had the five season idea, but the show was very much on the bubble. So the first few seasons, they never knew if they were even going to make it to five seasons. Oh. Then it started picking up steam, and then they they get they are able to do their five year plan. <laughs> and then he's like ready to go off and do other shows, and they get picked up, and it's like oh shit. <laughs>
0: Oh, so that's also why they have the joke in the season six episode where he's off writing some terrible-sounding, like, Bigfoot romance because that, the original showrunner, had left.
1: Yeah, Eric Kripke. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And he does. He does other shows.
0: His name is krip key (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He was born to write this show. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, I mean, so they also name a lot of uh, characters in it. So Bobby Singer. One of the producers is named Robert Singer, which uh, they call out in that episode as well. <laughs> um, I think my favorite joke from that episode is just like Jensen Ackles being so upset when he realizes that he is—he uh he used to be a soap opera star.
0: Yes, and that was—I <laughs> real...
1: remember when I was a kid watching him on Days of Our Lives.
0: <laughs> I was about to say that was real footage of him, right? That's, oh that's... yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. That's too funny. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so they um yeah, it was uh, so I really like that. Um they do the five season. Let me see what are the rules. Oh, so yeah, Apocalypse is so the world's always almost dying and these two dudes just happen to save it. Um for reasons <laughs> that don't really make sense and usually involve one of them dying. Uh,
0: why um, does Dean always drive?
1: Oh, it's <laughs> 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 So the car is called Baby and it's his baby uh it what used to be their dad's car um and he it's kind of a big brother little brother thing where he just doesn't really want Sam driving it because okay. he inherit well part of it is so going back to like that first season um Sam chose to go to like college and Dean stayed and helped his dad run the family business which is hunt being hunters um and then when the dad disappeared They don't. So they explore it a lot more in the early seasons, but it's all credit card fraud.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: They have, like, multiple identities, which is why they're always pulling out, like, FBI, like, fake IDs as, like, police officers or FBI agents or whatever. (laughs) But alongside that, they have fake credit cards.
0: Oh, those poor motels never get tips.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, Like, and I think they also realized that it was getting a little bit hard to believe so they that's why eventually like a a few seasons ago they found the men of letters bunker so it was sort of like they actually had a pseudo home that they could settle in and not just stay at these hotels that they were defrauding (laughs) but it also (laughs) meant that they would do these cases all over the U.S. and somehow have time to just like drive back to like Kansas or somewhere wherever that bunker (laughs) is
0: like it made no sense. Or was it like in the X-Files where when uh, they were filming in Canada, there would be lots of stuff where they'd be in like Minnesota or Maine or places with a lot of pine trees. And then once they moved to LA, they were like, they're doing a lot of cases in DC and places yeah. with like, you know, downtowns. Yeah. Are they, are they doing and... a lot of Kansas City based crimes now?
1: Everywhere in America looks exactly like Vancouver.
0: (laughs) Oh, so they don't even bother with that. I was wondering whether they would, they would pull a trick from that and just have it be like, okay, they're based in Kansas and they're just going to do a lot of, a lot of Midwest crimes. No, they don't, they don't keep it that realistic. They
1: genuinely are supposed to be driving all over the country. Um, but all over the country just looks like Vancouver.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. I like, <laughs> think that's one of the reasons I liked this show so much was all the Vancouver topography reminded uh, yeah. me of The X-Files. I mean, when The X-Files <laughs> moved to L.A., I feel like it, it really lost something. I mean, there's a reason the, the final episode of The X-Files that was filmed in Vancouver was called The End, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's basically, of course, then again, Supernatural had an episode called Jump the Shark that was only in the fourth season. <laughs> Uh Which shows you just how far the show <laughs> could go. Having wait, time out.
0: already <laughs> <laughs> time out was it terrible? Because that was the funny thing about the X Files "Jump the Shark" episode was it was actually terrible.
1: Yeah, um, well, I don't actually think it was that bad. I with a super. I mean. The thing is, I don't even remember, because there's the episode that was called Jump the Shark, and it doesn't even seem like it was sh- – like, of all the episodes that they could have easily titled Jump the Shark, <laughs> I remember that, thinking that one was sort of, like, really normal. I'm like, you guys are sticking to the plot. <laughs> like, what about the one where you brought in Paris Hilton? <laughs> like
0: Oh, let's talk about that for a minute. So you yeah. – um. You mentioned this episode, I'm, I don't have the name in front of me because it's the only one that wasn't on the original list, but you said, oh yeah, Paris Hilton shows up and there's a House of Wax, so because they were, because they were just in House of Wax together.
1: Yeah, so Jared Padlecki had just done House of Wax with her, yeah. and I think that it was, they got her onto the show, and I'm sure it was probably like the movie studio being like, oh, let's bank on the fact that he's like the hot dude in this show and we'll get her on, it'll be like a little, a cute winky, like, you know, yeah. marketing. You know, it yeah. makes sense. You know, it would be like having her on a talk show, only she doesn't have to be... <laughs> somebody writes her lines for yeah, her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: So she fucking... Um, I, I'm waiting and waiting for this episode and I'm like, maybe this is the wrong episode. And then I'm like, no, there's a wax museum and it's gotta be right. And she shows up in the last seven fucking minutes. But she's surprisingly good in it.
1: Yeah, and then they kill her. <laughs> 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 While Dean just like he makes all these jokes, <laughs> and like yeah. I love where they really do break the the fourth wall. It's like he makes some joke about the movie, and and, and like and you just see Sam like turn and glare at him, and you're like, he's he in the fucking movie. <laughs> like it was, I love that episode. That's the thing about the show, and so they're able to get away with a lot of stuff that would be cloying and too cutesy and too meta on almost any other show. But they've had it baked into their DNA, the the supernatural DNA for so long that they're that's why, like, you have an episode called Jump the Shark in the fourth season because, event, really, there is no jumping the shark for the show. There yeah. is no shark. The show is the shark. <laughs> like, <laughs> the shark does not exist. The show can do whatever it wants because it has left any semblance of reality behind yeah, so they, long they ago.
0: They basically can jump the shark and kill the shark and then resurrect the shark again, and now the shark has to drink demon blood.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that will only be the start. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It'll go so
1: much further than that. Uh So yeah, I think that's why I, I really appreciate it because they, they kind of realized that the show was less about logic and more about the cast chemistry, which I think is why they're always killing people off and bringing them back. <laughs> and, and they can bring people back for no reason. That makes any sense. And the fans just roll with it like they can. And they've written the fans into the show multiple times and now you've got, you know, and there's also a level of the show rewrites its own mythology on the fly as needed. So that's where you have um, the the guy that we now understand as God. Originally, he was just a prophet and he was writing a series of books called Supernatural about the Winchester brothers, not knowing that the Winchester brothers were real. And so it, you, you realize it's like the gospel of these two characters. Uh, <laughs> and, it, and it's like, oh, you actually are like, you're a, a prophet of the Lord. And that flies for a while. And it's kind of like funny and cutesy and meta. And then eventually they're like, oh, we really want to like write God into this show. We, you know, basically we're, we're, we've hit a wall where we can't, there is no way to, to resolve this apocalypse. <laughs> Without finally getting God involved. And rather than creating a new character, they were like, actually, let's just take that dude that everyone really liked from a couple seasons ago and bring <laughs> him back and just rewrite it that he has been God the whole time and lying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and when you, when in your, um, review of season, uh, it was either a preview for season fifteen that you wrote for Bajabber, it was a uh, the recap of season fourteen. You mentioned God being a character, and I was very confused as to how this would work tonally with the like minute of this show I've seen. But now having watched the show, there's just <laughs> demons and angels and fuck-all everywhere, so of course God's gonna show up. Like, that, yeah. that makes so much and, sense. and
1: And, in fact, God has been there for seasons, you just didn't know it was God. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just, like, a rinky-dink writer. Yeah. That and is, so that's that what... is an
0: elegant solution. It reminds me of, in The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, I think it's the third book where they meet the, like, ruler of the entire galaxy, and he's just this, like, guy in a cabin with his cat, and they just hand him papers, and he, like, checks things off on papers, but he has no idea that his decision... He thinks he's just, like, doing homework, basically. And right. And he has no idea that his decisions affect anything. And uh yeah. the, the, they go to him, they go, like, but what, what do you think? What do you think about the consequences of your actions? And he goes, the Lord knows I'm a good man. And they're like, oh, you believe in God? He goes, no, the Lord is the name of my cat.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I, the idea of the Lord as... Uh, A writer or, you know, it's, it's all versions of, of being a creator. Uh, but that's something that you've seen. There was a comic book called Kill Shakespeare that was all about, uh, Shakespeare, the characters from Shakespeare's plays, uh, banding together to find and kill William Shakespeare, (laughs) who essentially was their god. Um, and they're like, you know, so instead of killing God, we're going to kill Shakespeare because they're upset for all the tragedies. Yeah. That them, yeah. You know? Well, I have
0: seen, uh, I think it's another one that this reminds me of is in animal man. When Grant Morrison's cat died. So he killed off animal man's girlfriend. And then he he felt bad about being so, like, reactionary, so he wrote a comic where Animal Man, like, punches through the panel of the comic and, like, enters the real world and starts, like, asking Grant Morrison why he did this. And he's like, yeah, sorry, I was real sad about my cat. and This was a way to deal with it. And he's like, so my life is just, like, your therapy? And he's basically, yeah, pretty much go back into your comic.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, have you read uh, The Unwritten? No, I don't know that one. So it's like basically an entire, a, a comic book that is, it's all about the power of, of not only writing, but of the shared imagination. So like if, if a piece of fiction becomes popular enough and enough people are thinking about it, it sort of becomes its own reality. Oh. And so, uh, a guy, and there's like this shadowy cabal that tries to control the world by controlling writers. So they identify writers that have, you know, people like like they they approach at one point Mark Twain and Mark Twain is like smart enough to shut them down. But they are able to recruit like Rudyard Kipling and, you know, they're they're working with writers all throughout history to shape uh, the world and shape people shape how people think to then shape the world. And oh. so this guy decides to topple the entire uh this whole cabal, but to do it, he, he basically he makes his own kid Harry Potter. So <laughs> he he has a child and then he writes a very calculated series of young adult novels um about a boy wizard that is patterned after his son and named after his son. So as millions of people read these books, it imbues a real life person with all of the power and the truth of those novels. And it, it ends up, it's this like really trippy series where like characters end up, you it's like at one point they have to follow the, like metaphors that in order to to travel through this like literary space, which is basically that this shared some sub, uh, subconscious, they have to they start reading a book, identify a metaphor, and then have to like travel that metaphor to another work where it appears, and then find another. So they're like encountering uh, Moby Dick, uh, the Bible, like uh, Frankenstein is a monster who keep just can't Frankenstein's monster shows up a lot, like just as a dude. Um, <laughs> it's, a really, it's a really crazy series, but it is all about the sort of like how, how writing fiction can shape reality. That's really or pre- interesting. Creator, the creation of a reality. It's yeah. a really, really great series. Um, I haven't but yeah, heard so, about th- yeah.
0: that, and that, that sounds like something I definitely need to check out. So, do they go that far in the show? Like, if... God is an author. Do they sort of get into what that means about Sam and Dean as, you know, literary characters?
1: that's what's interesting because they are, that was sort of the unspoken question. And that is now what I think season 15 is delving into or certain, certainly the finale of season 14 where they kind of introduce that God is going to be the final threat, the big bad the show has been building up to the whole time. Um, because you kind of took it for granted that, you know, they kind of, because they backdoor introduced God, where it's like, well, the characters have known him the whole time. Um, so it doesn't have kind of land the same punch as if God showed up out of nowhere and they didn't already know him and they would be like, why have you made our lives a living hell? <laughs> You know, oh. cause the other thing you have to understand is that like Sam and Dean, the first five seasons were about how one of them, like Dean was supposed to be the vessel for the Archangel Michael, and Sam was supposed to be the vessel of of Lucifer. And so you're gonna have this final battle between good and evil waged between these two brothers who would be possessed by an angel and a demon um, and how they sort of thwart that eventuality. But their lives have been sort of, you know, their mother died. Demons have always been after them. Then their father died. Their friends have died. Sam's girlfriend was killed. Like, all this stuff happens. Um, So, finally, in season, in the in the finale of last season, so what they're building up going into this final season, they kind of realize, like, yo, God's a dick. <laughs>
0: like, you know,
1: it's not just that we've been put through all of these things. It's that he wrote it. Yeah. And why would you do that? Like, you could change it. And so God has always kind of put out this, well, you know, I create the sandbox, but I'm really putting you all in it in order to, to let you figure things out on your own. And one of the things that they revealed a couple seasons ago was that there were multiple realities. So, like, the last season was them fighting an Archangel Michael who had already destroyed an alternate Earth. And was oh, wow. trying to so they had they had already killed Michael. A Michael from another earth is coming over to take over this earth. Um and so one of the things that he and he ends up possessing Dean. And then you have a lovely Jensen Ackles pretending to be an archangel, and it's fantastic. Uh, but one of the things that he ends up... <laughs> well, I,
0: I can't... I mean, I liked Jensen Ackles in this, but I can't picture him pretending to be anything else. That dude had a very one-note acting <laughs> style.
1: Uh, you mean pure swag? <laughs> uh,
0: he's yeah, so he's, he's mean, good at what he does. I'll say that.
1: Well, he's really good at swaggering as an angel. Uh, I don't know man
0: is that his actual speaking voice he talks in such a low register it seems like I know is that his actual speaking voice yeah I think so oh my god that's amazing
1: (laughs) yeah he's very growly yeah (laughs) Um, but no so at one point that Michael kind of mentions that like he's the one that kind of I think gets them thinking where it's sort of yeah, God creates the sandbox, but he actually has created a lot of sandboxes. And if one of the if he gets bored, he tosses them aside. So they start realizing that, like, yeah, you know, God is acting like he stepped back and he doesn't want to get involved and creation has to sort itself out. But that's not really true. He's constantly creating do overs. And so the the season finale was basically God. uh God creates a weapon that's supposed to be able to kill um God has to come out of hiding because there is a nephilim, which is the product of an archangel in this case, Lucifer has a baby with a human woman, and the Winchesters start raising it.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would have loved <laughs> it if this show had just veered so hard and become just a sitcom about Two parenting. And a baby? Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> only this baby occasionally like is has the power powers that are big and bad enough to scare God. Um, but also is just like a kid. <laughs> it's amazing. So God comes out of hiding and creates writes into reality a weapon. And he says this is the only thing that can kill uh Jack the Nephilim. And they kind of take his word for it because the idea of these super powered uh, guns, that was something from the first few uh, few seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something so that was actually a callback within the show. And this one, you know, and he's like. God is creating a story where uh, because Dean has set himself up as a fog- father figure for Jack, he would he was going to have to sacrifice Jack. And it would be like the, the sacrifice of Isaac. It's an echo of this biblical story. Mm-hmm. And they finally realize that they don't have to follow through with that. Gene refuses to shoot Jack and God throws a temper tantrum and kills Jack on his own. And that is the, where they realize that, that God has been lying. The God could have. Killed Jack the whole time. He wanted to make Dean do it. God could have solved all of their problems the entire time, but he may he wanted to make the Winchesters do it because his favorite entertainment is putting them is making them suffer. And that's when they start getting pissed. (laughs) So they get pissed, and God's like, "Well, fuck you." And so then Sam tries to shoot God, and God is like, "Oh, extra fuck you," and he raises the spirits of all the monsters that they killed through all of the show's history.
0: Oh my God.
1: Hell. (laughs) So now that it's walking dead (laughs) and yeah, that's where we're going into season 15.
0: So those monsters have just now been raised at the end of season 14.
1: At the end of season 14, it ends with Dean, Sam and Castiel in a standoff in a graveyard as a bunch of spirits come crawling out of hell. But it's, so theoretically, it's like a bunch of dead people. But it's also specifically, it seems like it's uh, it's a bunch of monsters that they vanquished.
0: Please tell me that the end credits song for season 14 was Monster Mash.
1: No, but it was another one. It was, what was it? It was like, God doesn't love you. I forget what song. It was a Motorhead song. Was what they <laughs> say the whole thing. It was very on the nose. Uh, yeah. but what they, so because, like, I know we've been talking a lot about angels and, and demons, but for a lot of the show, it was actually them fighting ghosts. Which is why I think I, did, did you end up watching one of the Ghost Facers episodes? Yes,
0: the original Ghost Facers.
1: Yeah, so some, that was, uh...
0: Season three, episode thirteen.
1: Yeah, so that was part of the thing. Like in the first few seasons, like the angel demon thing was not overpowering. Like the fact that there was a demon, the yellow eyed demon, was like an overarching. Like that was the first season, just trying to establish that that guy is real and what might be happening with him. But their day to day, their case of the week had nothing to do really with demons or angels. Mm -hmm. It was ghosts and monsters like that they dealt with like bloody mary or um the woman in white uh things like that and then eventually it's like so now that then they start introducing these demons and then a couple seasons in they're like oh well if there are demons maybe we could have angels and the whole thing is that angels are also dicks <laughs> <Like everyone's laughs> <a> dick. <laughs> um so yeah so this is why like i think in the end they're kind of taking it old school again because they're going to be facing all of the ghosts that they'd already vanquished, but they've dealt with, like, (laughs) one of them's John Wayne Gacy.
0: (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) Yeah, it's gotten a little weird. (laughs) Yeah, I do like that the angels are dicks, like, the trickster was an angel, and was Gabriel, in fact, and, uh, then the fucking, um, the one who sends them, the one who sends them into, uh, the reality in Vancouver was, I forget which, which angel he was, but they said he was the one who'd like stolen a bunch of weapons from heaven. And I was just like, I like all this backstabbing going on in fucking heaven. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. And they end up introducing, um, did you see where they had, what is her name? Um, Amanda tapping from Stargate SG one,
0: uh, I don't think I saw her episode now. I don't think you saw it. Yeah.
1: So they bring her in as an angel named Naomi. Uh, they have the Metatron who shows up quite a bit. Um, and he also goes back and forth between like being a dick and being not, uh, he's I'm, always a
0: dick. I'm forgetting my, the movie dogma. Is that the voice of God? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, but sadly not played by Alan Rickman, oh, but awesome played man. by another very wonderful actor who really <laughs> tells the part. So uh, with,
0: with all this going on, um this will be instantly dated since the the show will premiere like a day away <laughs> from when we're dropping this but um what are what are your predictions for all of season fifteen? like where do you see them you know ending this show?
1: Oh, the Winchesters are gonna kill God
0: that'll be the fi- the final episode will be we'll
1: I don't be... know if it well I don't know if it'll be the very final episode, but the whole thing is they always win. And, like, one or the other of them usually dies along the way but gets resurrected. So I think what they're setting up is, A, they have to kill God because the Winchesters always win. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: that's just, like, there is no way, like, either they're going to definitively trounce him or they'll straight up murder him. (laughs) Uh, But Jack, that Nephilim who God killed, is, so there's... (laughs) There's a separate afterlife for angels. <laughs> and he's there right now. And uh Billy, who is the reaper who got promoted to death when the apocalyptic horseman death was vanquished, um, she has just gone and, like, woken him up, I believe. So I think what's going to happen is Billy is getting death new death is getting involved and she's going to bring Jack back to life. And he's got the powers to fight God. And I have a feeling he'll end up becoming the new God and taking over heaven and reopening heaven and establishing balance and all that stuff. Heaven was closed? Yeah. They kept, so- different people would take over heaven and then close heaven and then souls couldn't get there, but then they'd let the souls get there. But then a bunch of angels had been killed. Like, Yo, shit's been crazy. <laughs> also, Lucifer has, like, been in and out of the show the whole time, and it's played, he's played by Mark Pellegrino, and it's, it is straight up one of those things where, like, they should've, he's another one of those characters where, like, he should've been, his character arc should've been finished, like, ten seasons ago, but he's such a great actor that they just kept bringing him back, and, like, bending over backwards to find reasons to bring him back. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. like I think he's dead again, maybe, but like maybe he's not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Lucifer'll take back over hell or maybe they'll resurrect because the the guy the one guy who died and theoretically has will not come back is Crowley, who was played by Mark Shepard. did was he in any of the episodes that you watched?
0: No, I don't believe so. Is that like like Victor Crowley?
1: Right. So he was so yeah, Crowley, like a very kind of demonic name. Um he was or Crowley. Um he was in he was a crossroads demon that the Winchesters kept kind of encountering, summoning, making deals with. Um but he was like so he was like Because they kept low.
0: playing the bone thug song Crossroads.
1: Yo, yeah. That's basically it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they keep
1: they keep doing that with him and then and so he's sort of it's a start of like demons being still evil, but like maybe a little bit reasonable. <laughs> and then, uh, when Lucifer is defeated, um, Crowley steps into the power vacuum and be, and like takes over the throne, becomes the king of hell. So now they, but-, but he's still got like a weird buddy-buddy relationship with the Winchester. <laughs> <laughs> Like, and they end up helping each other and he gets deposed and like, and it, it's always this, this battle of like the evil you know versus the evil you don't know. So yeah, like the yeah. contestants a lot of times end up siding with Crowley just cause like they know how to deal with him. They don't know how to deal with a lot of the worst demons. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he, I, when Mark Shepard left the show, he was like the one guy that they have not brought back yet. And I am wondering if sometime in the final season they'll, have some sort of nod to him or if he's, like, really done.
0: Yeah, you'd be surprised. I mean, it sounds like he had a pretty significant role. You'd think they'd want to acknowledge him. Although, yet again, there is also a lot of stuff to cram into this final season.
1: There's a lot of stuff to cram in, and I don't know if this was him kind of walking away, going, like, <laughs> "Like, please, guys, don't bring me back. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the one who always called them, like, Moose and Squirrel. He always came up with, like, really good nicknames for...
0: Aw, that's cute.
1: It's super cute.
0: That's really yeah. cute. So, uh-
1: anyway, I think everyone should catch up on 14 seasons of Supernatural before the 15th <laughs> season starts this week. <laughs>
0: Or if you want to catch up the way I did, uh season 1 episode 22, season 3 episode 13 Ghost Spacers, season 4 episode 18 The Monster at the End of This Book, the one that introduces the man who becomes God, season god. 5 episode 8 Changing Channels, which we need to have like an entire 20 minute discussion just about that uh CSI Miami parody. That's the CSI the
1: Miami end. thing. <laughs> it was so good. Oh my god, and, and uh, the, oh my god, the sitcom bit with the sandwich. I love yes. that. <laughs> uh, that is one of my all-time favorite episodes of television, like, full stop.
0: It was really well done. Like, it, it, it kept, it straddled a bunch of different tones. It never got too jokey for its own good. Like, you, you still had stakes going through the whole time. I was really impressed.
1: Yeah. Oh, and actually, this is something I didn't mention. So remember how I was saying the show rewrites its own mythology on the fly? Yes. So the trickster... Um, a lot of these episodes that we're mentioning, the French mistake, um, changing channels, those are all his involvement, him screwing with the Winchesters. Um, eventually you find out that he's not just any trickster, he's Loki. Wait, what? Cause oh he was no. Re- he was revealed Our to, friend, yeah, he was revealed
0: to be Gabriel. He was revealed to be Gabriel in my episode.
1: So yeah, so that's the thing. He was revealed to be Loki and then he's revealed to be Gabriel. So he goes through two things. So it's like he's a trickster, and then he's like, I'm not just any trickster, I'm Loki. And then later on, he's like, and by the way, I'm not I'm not actually Loki, I'm Gabriel, I'm an archangel. I'm <laughs> intending to be a trickster, because I'm, like, slumming it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> what other episodes did I tell you to watch? I'm trying to
0: think. Oh, so... Uh... The French Mistake, and then, uh, Season 10, Episode 5, Fan Fiction, which was just hilarious and amazing, and I want, and I want them, I want next season in this same time slot to be an all, like, high school girls remake of every episode of Supernatural done, you know, sweated.
1: Yeah, that was, yeah, that was their 200th episode. That was also a great way of them explaining, uh, dealing with the criticism that they're like. (laughs) That the show doesn't treat women very well <laughs> by recasting everyone in the show as yeah. a teenage girl.
0: <laughs> well, I wouldn't say from what I saw, it's not that it doesn't treat women very well. It's that there are literally no women in any of the major roles.
1: Yeah, and the ones that they do introduce usually die along the way. But it also, it's one of those things where it's a fair complaint. And I think it's something that the show has tried to fix over the over the seasons like there's one in particular there's one character named uh jody mills sheriff jody mills that they they actually have they have notably not killed off Because <laughs> if they <laughs> did kill her off i would i would be heartbroken uh but i also think that there's something to be said for it is a show about the love between two brothers and their devotion to each other and there's not It's not really uh there's not a whole lot of room for for relationships with women. I think it should do better when it does introduce a female character of not turning around and killing her like they do to Felicia Day's character. Um but on the other hand, it's not really ever it's not it's just not a show that's about women. (laughs) It's really about these two dudes. (laughs) And it's sometimes a- they meet other dudes, and but that's really just <laughs> kind of about dudes.
0: <laughs> it's about two dudes, sometimes one angel and a really sweet Impala.
1: yo, it really so did I even tell you did I recommend the episode shot from the point of view of the car?
0: Yes, that's last but not least season eleven episode four Baby,
1: yeah, it's a good car. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was slightly hoping that they, I, I'm glad they didn't, but I was slightly hoping they were going to, like, anamorphosize the car more in this episode, like, have it, like, get upset or something.
1: <laughs> or have it to go full Night Rider.
0: <laughs> oh, my God, will they do that in the TV episode where fucking yeah. Sam is the, is stuck inside the car is the voice of the car? <laughs>
1: uh Yeah, everything, really, if you had to watch one episode, the Changing Channels one. Which I feel bad, because it's not about Supernatural, but it's just such a good episode.
0: It's so funny. (laughs)
1: funny. Oh,
0: But yeah, yeah, Baby was shockingly good. Like you said, it seems like the dumbest gimmick ever. But I... It really did a good job of finding reasons for them to be in the car, and finding ways to have the action happen next to the car that felt relatively organic and actually told a, a good, you know, sort of, from from what I can tell, a, a relatively standard standalone story for them, just, you know, but this time it's a car.
1: Yeah, well, and I think it also was a nice nod to the fact that, I mean, that Paula has always been important to the show, um, but you don't really, I mean, it's a car. You don't necessarily notice, while the characters might be obsessed with it, you don't really notice, like, how much a part of the cast, the car really is. True. So in in a lot of ways, it was also a bit of, again, fan service. So much of the show has just turned into fan service. Because, um, you know, after 15 seasons, you're not expecting new viewers. <laughs> like, you've got the same viewers except every for,
0: season. Except for, for me, apparently. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but, you know, I think that it's, the, sh- the car is a huge part of the show and a huge part of the family of the Winchesters. Um, they spend all of their time in that car. When the car gets, you know, crashed or broken or something, it's like a huge issue. Um, so I liked that. After a while, it was like, actually, no. Like it, it let's acknowledge that it is a valid. It has a point of view. It is a v- sort of a valid character in this universe. Um. Yeah, I was shocked at how well they did, they pulled that episode off.
0: Yeah, it was, it was pretty dang touchy. I was surprised.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm just so happy that you actually watched all (laughs) the (laughs) episodes. I definitely was like, he'll watch like three of them and be like, what the hell is this? Uh,
0: no, I'm gonna have to, like, I was, I was kinda hankering for, I'm gonna have to have you recommend some more good standalone episodes. I definitely, uh, like the Monster of the Week format on the show. I don't think I'll ever really, I think it's too late for me to get into the mythology after 15 seasons, but I'd, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to see one where, uh, watch one where Cass got to kick some ass. He was mostly sidelined in the ones I saw.
1: Oh. Yes, I can. I, I can do some more digging for you.
0: Oh, that'd be wonderful. I'd really appreciate <laughs> that. Thank you so much for coming on to discuss Supernatural. And I, uh, I do hope I, it's weird. I haven't even seen any of the episodes with the Nephilim, and I'm, I'm already like, oh, I hope he gets to come back to life.
1: I'm. <laughs> um, I think he will. I think he's going to rule heaven. We'll see what happens. Um, he was a good kid when he wasn't killing people.
0: <laughs> hey. Look, who hasn't been there? <laughs> who
1: hasn't? <laughs> um no, thank you for having me and letting me talk about one of my favorite shows.
0: <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad you had a good time and uh Andrew will be back next episode. I think the next episode is going to be a uh a live episode where there uh Andrew and uh assorted are going to watch uh the first episode of uh Riverdale on Netflix Canada, and uh, you know, give their give their live reactions to it as it happens.
1: That sounds exciting. Yeah,
0: yeah. He he did he did one of those last season, and it was pretty great. I just waited to watch the episode until after he'd already recorded, and then just queued it up and watched it. I had to like, you know, I had to figure out because they, they don't have commercials for the it, Riverdale is a, a Netflix show in Canada, so they don't have commercials. So I had to figure out where to pause it and stuff. But it was it worked out pretty well.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you oh, again, awesome. Tori, and uh, folks can read your writing at uh, com. And then you have a podcast now. I forgot you haven't been on anything since you uh, got your oh, podcast. Gosh.
1: Yeah, we've got a podcast. It's called Pajiba. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> where a couple of Pajiva writers talk about television on a podcast. We are very clever and not into making words easy to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's wonderful. Well, thank you. I, 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 very much, I've listened to every episode of, uh, Pod Jaiba, and I very much enjoy it, so look forward to this week's.
1: Awesome. Thank you.
0: Hey. Thank Yay. you. And, uh, I don't remember how Andrew ends the shows either. This has been a Milkshakes and Mimosas podcast. Email us at milkshakesandmimosas at dmail.com and follow us on Twitter at mpodcastm. And until next time, trash fires.